Hey everyone, welcome to episode 119, How to Raise an Extrovert. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 119, which blows my mind when I even say that number. If you haven't listened to last week's about how to raise an introvert, it is a must listen because when you listen to extrovert versus introvert, you're gonna wanna go extreme. You're gonna wanna go all or nothing. You're gonna wanna say, my child is all extroverted. My child is all introverted. And what happens is sometimes when we put labels on our kids and we fear that there's something gone wrong because of the extrovert or the introvert in them, what happens is we start to look for more evidence of their introverted ways or their extroverted ways and that something has gone wrong. Instead of accepting the as is of this throbbing spirit that is coming through our lives to teach us where we need to grow. And you'll notice that the more you allow them to be more of who they are, the less they are trying to please you, and then the more they're able to find their own throbbing spirit. And so just like last week, we had 12 ways to care for introverts. This week, we're gonna talk about 12 ways to honor the extrovert. And you're gonna wanna go all or nothing, but you don't need to go all or nothing because your child is a combination of all the things. Now they might be 75-25, or they might be 50-50, or they might be 95-5, and that's okay. And I will promise you, the more that you do the 12 things of what they are more of, they will find more of the middle ground. The more I honored Lily's introverted ways, because I would say when we started this whole process, it was like 99-1. And then the more I learned about becoming a conscious parent and not making it about me and honoring an introvert and a highly sensitive person, an HSP, the more I honored that, the more she found the middle ground of 50-50, of a balance between the two. And so the 12 ways to care for an extrovert, and this could be with your spouse, it could be with your mom or your dad or your greedy, greedy grandpappy. It could be with a brother or a sister. And this is number one, respect their independence. Number two, compliment them in the company of others. Number three, accept and encourage their enthusiasm. Number four, allow them to explore and talk things out. Number five, thoughtfully surprise them. Do you see how opposite this is from the list of introvert ways to care for them? Number six, understand when they are busy. Number seven, let them dive right in. Number eight, offer them options. Number nine, make physical and verbal gestures of affection. And number 10, let them shine. I thought there was 12, but there's only 10. There's my B minus. So do you see how opposite that is from being an introvert? And now if you're more introverted and you have an extroverted child, like if your scales are 25% extroverted and then 75% introverted, you are gonna see your child as almost like a threat because you're not gonna understand why they're independent and they're not more clingy. You're not gonna understand how they're just go, 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 busy, busy, busy. You're gonna think that their enthusiasm is something has gone wrong, that they're too spirited. Instead of accepting that, encouraging that. You're gonna wonder why they can dive right in when it takes you so much longer to process and kind of take things slowly. You too are working at completely different paces and that's okay. 
What I will tell you is when you have a child that is opposite your percentages, and I don't want to say all or nothing because I don't like to ever say a child is all introverted or all extroverted because no human on the planet is all anything. It's not that black and white. There's definitely a percentages. Whereas the extrovert get energy and they get excitement and they get fulfillment from being around other people. Introverts get more of that energy and fulfillment with being with themselves, with being their own thoughts at a slower pace. So extrovert, very fast pace, go, 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 can't get enough. The introvert is just the opposite. A little bit slower pace, doesn't like to rush out the door, doesn't like all the eyeballs on them at all times. And you see how the two different speeds, you could think something has gone wrong. There's something wrong with my child or there's something wrong with me. It's gonna be a little bit harder to connect with that child because they're so opposite. And I will tell you, the more you learn about their brain and how they are and become that birthday parent, where you're seeing life from their perspective and just looking at them almost like they're a zoo animal, like a really adorable zoo animal, like, huh, that's interesting. That's fascinating that they see the world that way. What will happen, and this will blow your mind, they will introduce you to a whole nother world that you didn't even know existed. I didn't even know how to spell introverted before I had Lily and Grady. I didn't even know it was a thing. We were busy, 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 go, go, go at all times. So much so I felt like we were on a treadmill going at like 10 or 11 and I could do like two or three. But I actually loved it and I like got excited about it. It gave me more energy to go even faster. And then here God gives me these beautiful introverted spirits to teach me how to slow down and to teach me that I don't have to be busy over and over and I don't have to be addicted to busy. And the reason why I was so busy in hindsight was because my relationship with myself wasn't strong. It wasn't firm. So if I could become addicted to busy, then I never had to spend time with myself or my own thoughts because I was so busy running on the treadmill of life that the relationship with myself was suffering and that was okay. I didn't even know your relationship with yourself was even a thing. I just thought relationships with other people was the end all be all. So now I know in hindsight that Lily and Grady were ushered into my life to teach me more about becoming more introverted. Because my extroverted ways, it was part of who I was and part of my DNA, but it was also I was running from my own feelings. I was running from spending time with myself. So I was like Forrest Gump running away. And if I was just super busy and super addicted to busy, then I was getting these dopamine hits. Well, that pace did not work for both of my kids. Didn't work for David either, but I just could tell him to put a plug in it, zip it up. This is our season of life. Let's go. Like, I think we might be overscheduled a little bit. I'm like, what? No, that's crazy. Let's go faster. Let's have more barbecues. Let's have more birthday parties. Let's have more baby showers to go to. And when we didn't have something planned, it caused so much anxiety in me that I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We have a two-hour window free on Saturday between four and six. And David's much slower, like, hey, let's just chill out. Let's slow down. I'm like, no, we cannot do that. And I didn't really listen when he would say that, but when my kids were doing it, I had to listen because they were acting out so much. I was like, this isn't even fun to even go to birthday parties and social events. This is miserable. They forced me to slow down. I was like the Energizer Bunny. I couldn't stop. And what happened is my extroverted ways, I found more of the middle ground where I would say I'm like much more introverted than I ever have been in my entire life. People in high school that knew me, 100% extrovert. That's how they describe me. Now I would say it's like 90-10 introverted versus extrovert because I developed that relationship more with myself that I was running from because I was so afraid of being alone or being by myself or spending time with my own thoughts. So I always had to fill it up with other people and other things and other affirmations because I wasn't able to give that to myself. So the more you honor your extrovert or your introvert or your combination, the more that they'll find the middle ground and they'll know that their Wi-Fi of love is always available to them. 
They don't have to act differently. They don't have to be differently. You accept the as is of the throbbing spirit that came into your life because they are here to teach you where you need to grow. Not grow from a place of something's wrong with you and your flower is broken, but your flower that you're already a beautiful soul is even gonna get brighter and bigger and create more petals and more life into that flower. Sometimes we think with personal growth or all this evolving and growing and changing that something's fundamentally wrong with us. And so if I just listen to our podcast more, if I just try harder, if I just look slimmer or I make more money or I have a happier marriage or I'm not yelling at my kids, then somehow our worthiness and our value will get bigger and brighter. But that worthiness and that value was given to you the day you were born and nothing you can do or not do will raise it or lower it because we're all humans trying to do the whole human thing and being a human is hard. Being 46 is hard. Being your age is hard. Your kids being their age is hard because they're in the season of hard to teach them how to evolve and grow to the next level. So it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be different than it is. So when you accept the as is of what they're doing or not doing, then you get out of judgment and shame that something's gone wrong and you're a bad mom or you're a bad dad. Because you can detach all of that and like, oh, my kid's just being a human. Being a human is hard. Being seven is hard, bro. I get that. Instead of something's gone wrong, I'm a horrible parent. My child's messed up. I've messed up. They're going to be in therapy. They're going to be living on our bridge. That's what our brain does without my management. But when you manage your mind, your mind won't manage you. Honor the child that you have versus the child you were when you were younger or the child you thought you would have and the relationship, honor that relationship that you have now. And I promise on a stack of Bibles, everything will feel lighter and fluffier for you and it will also feel lighter and fluffier for your child. And then they will be able to evolve into more of who God intended them to be versus who we thought they would be. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.